Today's episode is brought to you by Juice. Yeah. Clink. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Game and Watch It. Hi, hello. As you can see, we <laughs> as you can see, we're in a different location. Yeah. Yes. But Rusty's place this time. Yeah, Rusty's place, but same cast. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, <laughs> we suck. <laughs> we need to we need to get a new guest on our show. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least we had Dario and Dan on the point five last week. Yeah. That was actually a pretty good discussion. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. It was all Destiny Two. Really, really good discussion. Yeah, I started listening to it, and then you lost me right at Destiny. (laughs) 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 But yeah, if you want to be on the show, leave a comment, and you might be featured in the next episode. Yeah. It's like a big, big Big, deal. It's a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, Yeah. So it's kind of been a bit of a slower two weeks. We had uh, Paris Games Week. It wasn't that slow, though. I mean, Paris Games Week dropped a lot. But I mean, Did it? We'll, well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that later, though. But I mean, what have you guys been playing? Yeah. Well, Odyssey. Everyone's playing Odyssey. Yes, Odyssey. Uh huh. <laughs> Got my five hundred. I keep wanting to call them shines. Like I, I, can't, I have a hard time. Like I have a mental block to calling them moons, uh, or power moons, or or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got the five hundred of them. Unlocked the darker side. Played the darker side, yeah. said fuck you to the darker side, and then started playing Doom. And that's where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah, the darker side's rough. It's long. It's uh-huh. like it's like 15 minutes. Well, every Mario game has a challenge level. Big challenge yeah. level. Um, you well, played the Champions Road in 3D Land or 3D World? Yeah, I don't think I finished that either. You didn't finish that? No. Oh, that was like hours and hours of grinding. Mm-hmm. That was good. I love those those challenges. They're pure platforming. Yeah. Which I find Odyssey does isn't really, out of all the Mario game, it out of all the Mario games, it has the least amount of platforming in it. Yeah, there isn't some like yeah. truly heavy platforming unless you get to some of the the challenge stages. Yeah, they once took you have that. They took a cue to from uh, Sunshine. Yeah, when you uh, leave your flood behind, yeah, you leave your head on the little yeah, scarecrow. So, so some of the challenges that you don't have your hat, but some of them you do. Yeah, with like the scarecrow challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the scarecrow challenges. Mm. It's pure platforming. Have yeah. you guys mastered the? Uh, the you jump, throw your hat out, belly dive onto your hat, jump off your hat, belly dive, and then you get one more hat throw, and then I think one more dive. Yeah, no, no I'm not I'm not nearly at that level. Oh. Like, nope. It doesn't take long. It takes about ten minutes to, to just just get the hang of it. it. Just uh, yeah, just like a uh, learning curve. Oh uh, no, I haven't tried it yet. I've been doing like my own thing. Like I, I started learning a few different things in New Donk City. Oh, what a great city. Yeah, so because of, like, the buildings and everything, it kind of reminded me almost of, like, Infamous, in a sense. Hmm. Where, like, you're, like, platforming, but also, like, traversing a city, climbing buildings, doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I found a way to, like, change my trajectory after I wall jump by throwing my hat. Mm -hmm. And then jumping back the opposite way with a dive. So I've been hitting, like, a lot of platforms that way where normally you would need, like, one of those spring things or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it a lot quicker. Yeah, I'm actually excited to replay the whole game knowing that, like, uh, mastering these skills. Yeah. Because you could, like, skip so much stuff. They, the game is designed... To be, like, broken. To yeah. be broken. And they reward you if you if you get to places where you shouldn't with, yeah. like, a stack of coins. Yeah, the hidden coin stashes mm-hmm. that they put, like, at the top of random towers knowing that people are going to figure out how to get up there. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's been fun. I Actually, I put a lot of hours into Odyssey recently. I was in uh, California again, in Anaheim. Oh, nice. Yeah, for work training. So, uh, you know... Eight to four random training classes and whatnot. And then after that, I'd just head to my room and I wouldn't even give a shit about anything else. I'd just plug in my Switch, plug it right into the TV in the hotel room, sit on the bed and just play for hours. Nice. Did you go to Universal? Uh, no, no. So it was set in Disney. Okay, Oddly enough, nice. Disney has a uh, customer service training institute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So the, uh, the company I work for has been using them. So, I mean, hell, why not, right? Yeah, yeah, even in uh, Disney World, they have that too. Yeah, like a business Actually, conference. Last place. year when we did it, it was in Orlando. So nice. yeah, it's been a nice back and forth. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, I didn't get to get outside of the resort much, but uh, it was still good. I had yeah. fun. Excellent. But yeah, I'm sitting at like 360 some odd moons. Now. Oh, that's nothing. So you yeah. haven't even got to the the, the Grandmaster challenge. Which Grandmaster? The darker, darker side. side. The darker side. Oh, I haven't got. No, I haven't gotten to the darker okay. side. I've gotten to the dark side. Yeah. 
Yeah, I played that game wishing. My expectations were so high for that game, and I feel a little let down. But once I, I throw my expectations out the window, it's such a great game. Mm-hmm. I was expecting mm-hmm. Luigi yeah, and no a big Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong was in the game. Is he? Yeah, he's like the 8-bit sprite. That oh, yeah, the 8-bit oh, Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that. that, that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. A little, little piece of New Donk City. But yeah. yeah. But I remember in the old promos or in the promos that were leaked and stuff, yeah. uh, they have they, they showed the world map and they had a, a mushroom island, which is the, uh, the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a little dolphin-shaped island that I don't know if they scrapped it or oh, if it's, it's going to be DLC. Huh. I'm sure there's going to be DLC. Oh, I hope so. I have a feeling it's going to be something like Delfino-oriented. Yeah. It, it would have to I be. I would love to, to go back to that plaza. Cool. Anyways, have you guys been playing anything else outside of Odyssey? <laughs> Doom. Yeah, we got, uh, we got Doom last night. Doom, nice. Doom, Doom, Doom. I still have to play it, but I, I will say this. I, um, I watched Digital Foundry's... Um, analysis of the switch version compared to everything else yeah this is a big topic yeah so they they weren't like completely negative they had a bunch of negative things to say but overall with the conclusion they said like for them to be able to do whatever they've done on the system is miraculous in and of itself they're Mm -hmm. a little worried with what's going to happen with wolfenstein 2 because it's a much more uh graphically powerful game something that's going to need a little more juice out of it yeah uh, the big things were, I mean, certain things were running in 480, 360 even for the resolution. Yeah. But the resolution is dynamic. Yeah. So, it, like, it, I guess if, it, if you're further off into the distance, yeah. the backgrounds will be... Lower resolution. Lower it's, resolution. It, it's the variable resolution, and they also hit that uh, there is um, frame variance, I think is what they called it, or something like yeah. that. And essentially what it is, is that although it's running in 30 frames per second, it's not locked to 30 frames per second. So sometimes you will get closer to 60 frames per second. Sometimes you'll get somewhere closer to like 15, 16, 20. So it doesn't quite hit the consistency. And they said that that should be just a patch. If they can release a patch for that, it should fix it. Fix what? The the frame rate dips? Yeah, to, to make it a little more consistent. So they'll actually lock it at 30 frames per second all the time. It'll uh, make that, it a that, bit more that would be tough to do. Experience. I think that's like... It depends. How would that offset when the frame rate dips as opposed to when the frame rate's higher? Yeah, it's it's because it's variable in a mm-hmm. sense, right? So it's kind of just doing whatever it needs to do for that time. So you can get like amazing frame rates out of it or you can get really bad frame rates. But they're saying that while doing this, it should equalize it so that you won't see some of those frame dips, frame dips later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think all like that aside, this is a great looking Switch game. Oh yeah, yeah. For the oh. hardware, like when you compare it to Breath of the Wild or or, or um, Odyssey, like it holds up just as like it looks just as good. Yeah, it, it is a little blurry compared to the other versions, but it I mean is. beyond that, it's it's lower hardware. So like, yeah, what are but you but, do, but right? even in Breath of the Wild, sometimes the game looks magnificent, and then sometimes it's like, oh, this mm. game looks like it's, it's like an N sixty four game, like especially like the Lost Woods when you're in there and there's all those like blurry <laughs> textures, like yeah. oh. Yeah. What am I looking at? But you know what? For the most part, and I know it's going to sound crazy, but I think Breath of the Wild looks better on the Switch than Doom looks. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. There's no question. So, like, it's just, again, the game was made not for the Switch, so I'm sure they had to make some cutbacks. Not to mention that, although Bethesda made the game, they didn't port it. Panic it Button. Another, that's it. Panic yeah. Button did the port. So, I think they actually did uh, a lot of good for themselves and their uh, reputation. Yeah, they're going to make a name for themselves, and they sure. will obviously they're going to be porting uh, uh, Castle uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's clear when you're playing the game that they made some graphical concessions, like that. There's no argument against that right yeah. now. But mm-hmm. in terms of what I've played, granted, I haven't gotten terribly far in it. It's it's completely playable, and unless yes. you're stopping and like poking around corners. Yeah. Like which you might end up doing if you're really exploring, though. But the textures and so on—they never really detract from the gameplay. It's more just sort of the aesthetic side yeah. of things. Yeah, and that's the big piece, right? Like they—they they mentioned a couple of like stupid little nitpicky aesthetic things that had changed, like certain reflections that were in the existing game weren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it came down to true gameplay, enemies on the screen, draw distance—it was pretty much all there. So they—they they really focused on the heavy stuff, the the true gameplay aspects. And then left everything else to the side, saying, like, okay, maybe we can sacrifice this instead, but we need the gameplay to be good. Yeah. I think our listeners and viewers need to know that this game is it's a fully featured game. It has the same enemies, mm-hmm. the same amount of enemies, same amount of, like, the maps aren't smaller. Like, it's it's a fully functioning Doom game. It's not even the maps. It's the level sizes. And that's one thing Digital Foundry mentioned was that they were surprised that they didn't cut down the level sizes to half of their size. So essentially split a, split a mission in half mm-hmm. to make it easier on the memory of the system. 
they didn't do that. They found a way to actually properly port this game. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of excited that they've done this. I mean, I'm still going to play it on PS4. I kind of already own it on PS4. Yeah, that's so, fair. You know, but there's still. also the portability aspect of it. You of can't course. you can't play it on the go. Yep. Which is one of the the great highlights for the Doom Switch port. I completely agree. But yeah. I mean, how do you guys feel about the game in general outside of the oh. comparisons? Just the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting used to the speed of it. Like I I am. <laughs> Like I haven't. It's been a while since I've been really dipping my feet into FPSs. Like okay. since Halo Four, there really hasn't been. I can't think off the top of my head like an FPS that I've really played. Mm-hmm. Um, and Halo is decidedly slower, I would say, than Doom. And Doom is extremely fast paced yeah. and just sort of mm-hmm. catching up to the breakneck speed of it. But for mm-hmm. me, it was just a very nice change of pace from like the collectathons that I've been playing for the majority of uh-huh. the year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially after Odyssey. Um, mm. Because, I, yeah, not, not to segue too far, but I found, like, Odyssey, I, I found it harder to just binge that game in the same way that I could with Breath of the Wild. Like, Breath of the Wild, I sunk over 120 hours into that game, and yeah. at no point did I feel really bored with it. While Odyssey, by the time I got to about 500, uh, or I got to the 500, um, I was going to say shines again, 500 <laughs> moons. And stars. And stars, which are really moons somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. By that point, I just got, I was kind of bored with it. Like I needed something different, but mm. it's a fun, frantic, like change of pace yeah. though that speed. And I don't know if maybe like some degree is it because it's not 60 frames per second because it's 30 frames per second. Mm. When I'm trying to fight the faster enemies, I have a hard time um, catching them or like, like I find myself mm. often missing them. Well, first and foremost is one of my gripes with the game is the, sensitivity I found way too high in terms of the default settings. Okay. Like one of the first things I did is took the um the sensitivity down to like 15 where it was in like the I think like either 40, 50 or 60 initially. Oh, me too. Okay. Fair enough. It's very very twitchy. Uh okay, I see where you're coming from. That that does kind of make sense considering the style of game, but I know where you're coming from. Yeah. It makes sense. Now, I again, I want to see what this is going to do for me personally because I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2, as I guess you guys and our viewers know. Uh, it's It's been all I've been playing outside of Odyssey. Yeah. And it might arguably be one of the best shooters to come out in existence right now. Like, mm. it is crazy good what they've done. I mean, the story, settings, character development, gameplay in general, they've nailed it this time. Well, it's nice to see that Bungie stepped up their game for this oh, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, the gameplay has always been like a huge strong suit for them. So I want to see going from that to going back to something that was made, what, two years ago, Mm -hmm. right? Or a year ago or whatever it was. I want to see how it's going to compare and how it's aged over those two years compared to what's coming out now in that genre. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll get back to you guys on that. But yeah, it's something that's been in the back of my mind. Yeah, back to the the Doom gameplay. The controls are great, but oh my god, I miss Splatoon aiming controls. Yes, if there was gyro aiming, that would be so huge. Just that, like, you use the the right trigger, the right stick to to aim, but just that tiny bit of precision just to... Just to lock on the enemy. I got you. Oh, I miss it so much. It, and I, I find I found myself using my pro control. I'm like, why isn't this aiming working? <laughs> no, do you think maybe the game is a little too fast for the gyro to really be viable in most cases? No, no, I would say that would make the gyro that much more imperative. The fact that you can ah. make those subtle changes. Yeah, like, you've you've never played Splatoon. No, no, I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the pro control and with the... the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've used... I mean, even, let's say, in Zelda, let's say, for the gyro aiming. Like, yeah. it always has been something that I've used for fine-tuning. I'll use the thumbstick to get to the general area mm-hmm. and then move it so that I can lock on. Yeah, just, just that tiny little accuracy. Yeah, if it, yeah, like I said, like, if anything, that would make it even that much more helpful because of the high speed of the game that it yeah. really... Like, those just couple millimeters difference... Yeah. When you have, let's say, like you're trying to track a fast enemy and you're moving in opposite directions, yeah. like that would be huge. Now they did put right. waggle motion into it yes. for, uh, for your melee. Waggle but physics, but you could just click the th- right thumbstick anyways. Yeah, so. exactly. Oh, it's a thumbstick. Yeah. Hey, you okay. click it and you do a little. So R3, essentially. Like it's to click in. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah, you could do that. Or you can waggle in order to do the melee attacks. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. So I'm still playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. <laughs> <laughs> and? I'm at, I'm at like level 37. So every level you get, you get a new villager. Okay, and I think there's nice. 40 villagers. Oh, so you're almost there. Oh, wow. So I'm almost there to get them all. But then you have to like level them up. I think uh, level 20 is when you get the, the picture frame from a villager. And that's oh, yeah. in every Animal Crossing game. Once you befriend an animal to the max, you get a little picture frame that you can put in your house or in, in the camp. Of yeah. that animal? 
Of that animal, yeah. So they give you a picture of themselves? Yeah, they're so they're so bad. That's creepy. <laughs> it's kind of vain. It's yeah, a- but it's funny because <laughs> it's a very creepy thing they do. The the, the characters are, are so entertaining. They're like cute little bunnies, but they're they're cute on the outside, but they'll gossip behind your back. Yeah. So they're like they'll talk to you and then they'll like they'll give you a little evil stare on the side. <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so I, I powered up my all most of my uh, villagers to about level ten. So I'm about halfway there. Yeah. And then obviously level ten to twenty is going to be just a grind to get them to level twenty. Yeah, makes sense. But I got all my amenities up and your what amenities? Oh, okay. Your yeah. ma- your amenities? Your amenities? Yeah. <laughs> your amenities. So like, I, I'm I'm working to get like a carousel <laughs> and uh, a pool party eventually. Ideally, my goal I want to make I want to make my camp like a little restaurant. So I want to get like matching matching nice. tables and matching chairs and mm-hmm. and just keep crafting. But yeah, I'm loving it still. Cool. Yeah, I the only other game I've really been playing right now is again Pokemon Silver, and I'm real? starting to get mm-hmm, mm, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm starting to um, to get a little frustrated with the old gameplay aspect of it. You know what I mean? Of what? Of, of Pokemon Silver. Oh. Like, you're still uh, playing it? I am. <laughs> well, I mean, it's two regions. I'm just getting to Kanto now. I had a lot of other games to play, so I just got back to it this week. Yeah. And, again, it's just, there's something, I mean, it's, it's a stupid little gripe because the game is so old, but, like, I'm starting to think I might just drop this and just re-put in Soul Silver. Because I, I'm gonna have a lot more fun with that game, and it was pretty much the same thing. Don't you have enough games on your plate right now to like keep no, replaying these Pokemon? I don't games. care. I love Pokemon. It's, <laughs> I, I I am a Pokemon master. It's just the way it is. I, I love that game to death. It's always gonna be a part of me. So why yeah. not? Right? I think I'll replay that game on the Game Boy Classic Edition when it comes out next year. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Prediction. <laughs> Prediction. <laughs> Do you think Pokemon is going to come on the Switch for next year, or do you think it's going to be pushed into 2019? No, no, or, I think it's going to be next sorry, year. Sorry, early, early 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think, I mean, look, if they're being as smart as they have been over the past little while, they've already announced the game. They already said it's coming. No, he said, he said... Ultra Sun and Moon They haven't the really announced the game. They just kind of announced that they're making... A game like it doesn't have a name or anything. No, yeah, but it was a it was a true title. It was, it was a, the next addition into the Pokemon RPG series. Yeah, which and is, then you know the main games, which I think that was a rough translation. But yeah. they they came out and said no, no, this is the we're not making any more games for 3ds. Yeah. This will be the next uh, Pokemon game. I think it's going to be holiday 2018, or at least I hope, because I at hope this so point... Too, yeah. It won't be any earlier than that. <laughs> I think they're already working on it. I mean, they have to. So whatever team they got to do Ultra Sun and Moon probably just did the little upgrades they needed to, but yeah. the engine and game world were already pretty much there. So it was a little easier, get oh. the main team back on the Switch, start creating that game. I think if they're going to be smart about this, release it this year, because I don't think Metroid is coming until 2019. They yeah. need yeah. something for next year. If they release Pokemon, Pokemon's going to be released on the Switch, but the Switch is going to kill it. It's yeah, already killing yeah. it right now. Like mm-hmm. I have a feeling they won't be able to keep up with demand. We're going to have the same situation as next year with the Switch, Yeah, which is good. No, hey, look, we're going to see Kirby next year. We're going to see Pokemon next year. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to get a Donkey Kong next year. Kirby and Yoshi are like filler games, I find. Yeah, like, almost like in comparison. Yeah, but I always have a soft spot for Kirby, so like that's still going to be a main title for I me. I know, but you have Mario and you have Zelda. These games have been reimagined and yeah, like fully like big budget. And then like I'd like to see uh, them do that with Kirby and Yoshi and all these smaller titles. Give uh, them a, a reboot and a, a fresh take on the series. Mm. Yeah. Here's a fun idea. What kind of Joy-Cons do you think we're going to be seeing for any of these launches? Because <laughs> I could see them doing like a special edition Pokemon launch with like a red controller and a white controller. Yeah, I was going to say that would be awesome. Red and blue. No, red and white, like a Pokeball. Oh, like yeah. a Pokeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, next holiday we'll probably start seeing uh, different models. You know what I want? And I know a lot of people have actually been doing the conversions. They've been getting aftermarket buttons, but they've been taking apart the Joy-Con, spray painting it the lights like light light gray from the Famicom mm. and putting in the colored buttons on mm. both sides. Well, these buttons are the exact same buttons as the uh, 3DS buttons. So people, oops. So that's what they're doing. Now. People have been taking taking them and just uh, destroying their 3DS or just flipping the 
flipping the buttons on their on their system. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's not, that's not a bad idea at all. Look how for, nice. By the way, for for all of our listeners who aren't watching on YouTube oh, right yeah, now, sorry. Rusty has uh, showed off the 3DS and Switch that we have on our table the right now. The new 3DS. Yeah, sorry, the new 3DS standard size with the Famicom buttons. Well, the XL also has. The <laughs> There's too many 3DS models. Yeah, God damn it! Honestly. Anyways, it's something that I, I saw. They did it for both sides, though. And the other ones did have the arrows on it. So maybe those ones are the aftermarket ones. Yeah, probably. But Anyways. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. I, I, I'm already starting to think that if I can pull it off, maybe yeah. buy an extra set of Joy-Cons and do some experimentation yeah. with it. I wouldn't touch the finish of the Joy-Cons because Nintendo's perfected it. And all those like third-party ones, they just they probably feel weird. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? can see yeah. that. Yeah, for I would sure. never especially once you put like spray paint on them afterwards. Yeah, it, it probably gets like like you could feel the resistance as like you put your fingers across it. Probably. Yeah, mm, but, but I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't mind the buttons. What I would also yeah. really like to see is a pro controller that doesn't have black handles. Like why? Are, why are yeah. they so stuck on those black handles? On no, the, the, controllers? the 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 no the no the handles are like the only thing they change the color. Yeah, for. Or sorry, no, I have it backwards. Yeah. Like the black center. Yeah, I, you're, center, I, yeah. I, I don't get it. I want to see a fully colored one. Mind you, also, to be fair, I did kind of get the Xenoblade 2 one. So that's so ugly. No, no, I like it. It's so ugly. Uh, uh, I, I like disagree. it so much. Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm. But they do, like, <laughs> even for the Splatoon edition, they do put splats on the black part in the middle Yeah, part. and there's, like, lines on the Xenoblade one. So they're capable of coloring it. Yeah, they so they're not reusing the... the that main faceplate no, from the old ones. The they're, that they're, all, they're all black, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just get some color in yeah. there. If you're going to make an all blue one or an all red one or whatever it is, just like just do it. I'd like to see an atomic purple. All that clear. Because be they are kind of clear. Well, I've seen, yeah, tons, tons of that in fan mods, or especially yeah. on the Joy-Cons, people using uh, atomic purple. Yeah. 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 But it's not the same. No, it's whatever. not the same. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Mm. I've also been playing Yoshi's Island on my Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Oh. oh, that's a good one. I love that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's still my favorite 2D Mario game, which I know okay. sounds crazy. And that's saying something because three I love to death, but there's yeah. something about Yoshi's Island. I want to talk about the Super FX chip too that they use. So yep. the Super FX chip is used for like Star Fox and yep. like really graphically intensive games. Yeah. But they chose to use it for Yoshi's Island. Yeah. And they use it in such subtle ways. Yeah. So when you when you boot up the game, you go into the first level, and right in the foreground, there's a little 3D model of a butterfly. Yeah. That's just flapping its wings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just those, those subtle hints of, of Super FX chip. It wasn't just the 3D models. It's the fact that they use, like, the different levels. It was, like, the, uh, the depth of field. That was a big piece to yes, Yoshi's Island and why they use the Super FX chip for that. Mm -hmm. It was so awesome how they were able to pull something like that off. Yeah, and every boss fight, Kamek will come in and sprinkle Super FX chip yeah. on all the enemies. And yeah. they'll, they'll get big, they'll bounce. Like it's more, most overt on those like falling doors that would come forward. Those yeah. are full 3D models, yeah. yeah. Like three polygons, yeah. but still 3D models. Yeah, it, it also allowed for them to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I was actually looking into this, it allowed for them to expand and adjust sprites in like a rotation way. Well, no, that that was the, um, like, and if you look at Mario World, enemies would do that, like when you killed, like, Roy, for oh, instance. Oh, you're right. He would jump up, he'd swirl, and then he'd blow up in front of the screen. So th that, you're right, that was a Super Nintendo thing, not just the Super FX chip. That is Mode 7. Yeah, that's so it. So there's Mode 7 and Super FX chip. That's right. I think they also use Super FX. You know the 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 boss, the Raven boss battle from Yoshi's Island? Oh, when yeah. You're, you're Super Mario Galaxy yeah. in it. Yeah. And you're running around. I think maybe that could use it. For sure. But yeah, it was used in such subtle ways. And I, I love that they didn't go crazy like Donkey Kong. And Yeah. I also like the level, the sizes of the levels. They're, they're so big and, and ex expansive. It I, was the first kind of like half exploration style game that they had yeah. made. Right, it was kind of more of a collectathon in the sense where, like, you needed to get all the stars, all the uh, the, the flowers, the red coins. Well, it's the archetype of like the modern Yoshi game, exactly. which is uh, a collectathon disguised as a platformer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a feeling it was a response to Sonic the Hedgehog. Really? Yeah, because they got these big labyrinth levels, mm -hmm. like like in Sonic. Yeah. Um, the way you run in in Yoshi, there's no um, run button. He picks up momentum, kind of like like Sonic. Yeah. Um, the ring system, instead of having rings, you have a count like you have thirty stars, and every time Mario's away, he like it counts when, down. Oh, you you mean when you get hit? When you get yeah. hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then the little like shy guy flying guys come and get him. Yeah. At yeah. Zero. So I don't know if 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 oh, well, I'm sure Nintendo was scared of Sonic in the marketing. 
But I think that was kind of a, a well, the Super response. Nintendo age, like that was like Sonic was already on its way out. No, that's when Sonic started yeah, coming in. Huge. Really? Yeah, yeah it was the a sixteen-bit era. They they started Sonic with the Genesis or the uh, the Mega Drive or whatever you want to call it. No, oh, they started with the Genesis and they ported the, it to the Mega Drive. The, no, the Mega Drive is the Genesis. It's oh, okay. the, the the Master Drive was the the Master the original. Drive. Yes. Yeah. You're, okay. You're right. You're yeah. Right. So I mean, it was it, at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, Sonic was a actually honestly the only really big threat mascot wise to Mario throughout Mario's lifetime. Like it's. I'm trying to well, think of. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think well, of some was, obscure one, but I can't. can't no, think. it's Crash like, Bandicoot. Kind of, but not no. really. Tried. <laughs> Tried. Yeah, that's for the sure. closest thing I can think of of like critter mascots that rose. Yeah, because I mean, like, there was that point in time where everybody had a critter game. Like, there's your Bubsies yeah. and yeah, your, uh, remember Gex? Oh remember God, Gex. Gex! Gex was good. I had fun with Gex yeah. in '64. But Gex was yeah, that was a '64. Not. Well, but I'm just in, saying, like, in the, in the years that followed, there was all these critter mascots. But I would say, like, like first, uh, even though Mario wasn't really a critter, but there was Sonic. Yeah. And then, like, who really stands up next after that? I would say, like, in terms of just sort of mainstream, widely known appeal, I would probably say Crash Bandicoot. Off yeah, it, it's, yeah so sure. it's only it's the only other one that had some form of um, fame. Yeah. And you know, with the with the release of the game, then also with one, two, and three, they had a kart racing game. I mean, yeah, it had its own success for sure. But again, nothing has touched Mario. But mind you, uh, with the Super Nintendo Classic, I almost forgot about something that I've been playing: Final Fantasy three slash six. You really hate whatever. your spare time, don't you? I know. Hey, look, I haven't played that game since I was a teenager, so I needed to get back onto it. The fact that I have an official console now that has the official ROM on it. I had to. Yeah. So I'm only about maybe four hours, five hours into it. But like, my God, I forgot so many things about this game. Like even just how well they implemented the scenario system. So I know you guys probably haven't played it. Yeah, not a long time. Yeah, and I, I'm sure a few of our viewers haven't played it as well. They, this is the only Final Fantasy game in my knowledge that has implemented what they call the scenario system. So you'll get your party. You'll have four people in it, maybe five, whatever it is. And then something big happens in the story, and the people have to split up. Mm-hmm. And then it'll give you a choice whether or not you want to pick, you know, uh, scenario A, B, or C. You pick one, you play that side of the branching story, and when, once that's done, it brings you back to the selection screen, you choose B or C or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you set up different teams for each one. Because there was like yeah. 40 different playable characters in that game or something. There were, like and something the only like time that. you could really adjust your party was end game. Everything else is very linear in the story. So it'll already essentially pre-choose everybody for you. And then you're pretty much set to go. Yeah. But it's just how it it kind of took like almost a novel-esque style um, storytelling style to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where, you know, you do have the branching paths. You do have multiple storylines happening at a time. And you can see how each one unfolds and how they play into the overall arcing story. It's amazing. That and, I mean, just some of the... Uh, the amazing character diversification that happens. Edgar with his uh, his machines, that's his big thing. He had the uh, the auto crossbow to begin, yeah. and he gets a bunch later on. Sabin, easily one of my favorite characters in any Final Fantasy because it wasn't just that he was a fighter and he was you know, strong and blah, 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 and he could hit hard, but his major tech was the uh, the blitz system. And what that does is you're able to input like a Street Fighter-esque style fighting move in before you select Blitz. Ooh. And then that will actually determine what Blitz move you do. Nice. So you needed to like memorize the combos to get it done. It, every aspect of this game was so well thought out. It's still why it's my favorite Final Fantasy of all time. Do you think it's like a pre-evolution of Blitzball? <laughs> no. <laughs> From Final Fantasy X, you mean? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Waka, waka, waka. The best Final Fantasy game. Yeah. My dad is an amorphous glob that's going <laughs> to eat everything. <laughs> Did I mention that it's my dad? <laughs> I love Final Fantasy X. Oh, yeah. Did oh, the, any... What about that sphere system that you would... Oh, my God. I, all I your characters? destroyed that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Too complicated for me. Yeah, Did you good. guys see the uh, Xenoblade Direct? No. No, it didn't. Oh, well, uh, Breath of the Wild got new uh, content added. You could have one of their, uh, like, the the main outfit from Xenoblade 2. Really? Yeah. In Breath of the Wild? In Breath of the Wild, yeah. yeah. Weird. Free update. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Not you get bad. a little side quest and you have to, like, there's red shooting stars that you got to go, like, hunt down. Nice. Yeah. 
It's kind of cool. Cool. It's funny because the the costume looks like uh, like a costume from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. So it's fun to see Link in, in a yeah. Kingdom Hearts outfit. Nice. Speaking of Kingdom Hearts, I think uh, Square released a comment the other day saying that they're like trying really hard to get all their like they're looking into their whole library. Every IP is on the line right now, okay. and they're trying yeah. to they're figuring out what they can and what they can't bring to to the Switch. Yep. So I'm just hoping Kingdom Hearts is gonna. It's gonna get get there soon. Please. Yeah, I, I really hope so. I think the the system deserves another Kingdom Hearts, or Nintendo deserves another Kingdom. Well, how Hearts. many have they had that they had? We've they've had, had Chain of Memories, the original on GBA. Yeah, they've had Dream Drop Distance. They've had all the other side ones. So three hundred and fifty six over two million, five hundred and fifty four <laughs> over three. Yeah, you know what? I don't think anyone deserves another Kingdom Hearts game. I wouldn't put that punishment on anyone. No, Dream Drop Distance was good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I like all Kingdom Hearts games. But you know what? I think Kingdom Hearts should take a note from uh, Odyssey. Yeah. So you know in Odyssey, when you go into the kingdoms, they're like part of the story. They're, mm. You're trying to find a cake. You're trying to find the yeah. soups for the wedding and stuff. Yeah. And I felt they kind of did that in Kingdom Hearts 1. But Kingdom Hearts 2, if you're just going to the Lion King's world just, just to go. Well, yeah. Then yeah. by that point, it just became another square game. It's like, oh, fuck. We have to do another Disney level. Okay, here you yeah. go. Get, get out, get out. Okay, now back to the Heartless. Yeah, exactly. So like... <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell no, me no, I'm wrong. You're right. You're absolutely that's the, right. That's my biggest problem with Kingdom Hearts right now. But Odyssey did it so well with visiting the different kingdoms and yeah. And speaking of which, when you get to the Moon uh, Kingdom, it looks identical to Kingdom Hearts. It where, does. Um, Roxas yeah. and uh, yeah, whoever else, <laughs> Roxas's clone lives or is sleeping in a cave underground, but his his counterpart is inside Sora. Yeah, great games. <laughs> It's great easily, story. Easily, easily one of the greatest stories of our generation. <laughs> it's Outside, like, it, 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 it surpasses video games. There's like the Odyssey and then like <laughs> I don't know, James Joyce and there's Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, like, that's how a literary, that's a literary history in a nutshell. Oh, God. Okay, so um, I think we're done for the first part. Cool. Cool story, yeah. bros. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, and we'll uh, see you soon. See you guys. Ah. And we're back. Hey. Hi. <laughs> so a week ago, we had Paris Games Week. Yeah. And we had some big game releases. Huge game releases. You know more about this than I do, so why don't you take over? Okay. Well, okay. So I want to hit some of the small stuff first. So um, on Rush. Have you guys uh, seen yeah, it, heard of Rally it? racing game, mixed cars, like rally cars and uh, like dirt bikes and stuff. I think the big piece to it is that it's going to be kind of Mario Kart-esque in the sense of like there's going to be items Ooh, and okay. fighting within. It's the first time we've seen this from Sony since Mod Nation Racers. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember that game. That's where yeah. you make your own tracks? Yeah, you can make your own tracks, your own characters and stuff. It was, was actually a pretty cool game. I was liked. that made by Mo- uh, Media Molecule? That I can't remember, but I remember it was a bigger company that made it, for sure. Okay. But uh, it was a first-party developer for Sony, and uh, either way, for uh, for Onrush, it, just a little aside, um, I, I'm i excited. Who's I want to see, I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but I do know that I've, I've already seen the gameplay footage of it. It does look really fun, really chaotic, really fast. And looks like it's not just going to be another racing game. It looks like it's going to be kind of Mario Kart-esque. And that makes me excited because I feel like that's a genre that really hasn't been touched in a long while outside of the Mario Kart series. Okay. So I want to see how well they're going to implement this into the uh, the modern day world. Something that's obviously a little more gritty, a little more mature. Is it cartoon? So it's not cartoony? Not really. I mean, it's it's... Not exactly realistic, but at the same time. It's, it's kind of like Sega arcade racing games. Yeah, exactly. I That's see. what it okay, seems yeah. like, right? Okay. Like the SSX of like, you know, Mario Kart, you know, fighting plat or fighting racers. I love SSX. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's more where I'm coming from with this. I, I'm really excited for it. I mean, do you guys have any general opinions on it? I mean, it looks interesting, yeah. but I, I will, we'll have to see how it comes along. Yeah. I'm, yeah. More, I'm more interested on uh, on who's making it. Yeah. I want Fair to enough. see who's behind it and 
Well, if you guys want to fact check it in the meantime, I can go on to the next game. Well, let's go on to the next game because there's far more interesting titles, I'll, I think, to be discussed. I'll look 100%. it up. 100%. Uh, second one I wanted to touch on was Guacamelee 2. Yeah. So, Metroidvania esque style fighting platformer. I played the first one extensively, beat it twice. Spelunky? I loved it. No, no, no. Guacamelee. Oh, I love that game. Yeah. Guacamelee was amazing. So good. Yeah. So they are bringing back both playable characters. The first one, obviously, Guacamelee himself. And then the second one is uh, the girl. I can't remember her name from the DLC. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. Either way, it's just I'm very, very excited for this. This game has already proven itself in its own right. The fact that they're now finally releasing a sequel, I'm getting it day one. There's no question. It's really fun. Do you think it's going to be a full price release? Because I thought the other one was just like a online only game. Like, it, was there a physical? There was a physical, but I'm pretty sure it was like part of a package or whatever. Okay. It's going to be like a $30 release. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so nothing crazy for price, but at the end of the day, it's still an amazing game. It's like getting Shovel Knight in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, just a very, very well made platformer yeah. from a first party developer. That is, you know, being made for whatever console. Yeah. I cannot wait for this. A so fun we'll little, see. like, maybe, like, 15-hour romp. Yeah, exactly. that's about it. Have you played the first one? Yeah, I played the first yeah. one on PC. Now, have, you, have you guys played Severed? No, no. It was but their, I do want to try their it. second game. So after yeah. Guacamelee, they made yep. uh, Severed. It's a, it's a touch-based game yep. where you're, like, swiping and stuff. It's supposed to be really good. It's, like, a unique game. No one's ever made it. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, there was one more on mobile that was kind of like that. It was from um, Epic, I believe, who made it. The sword you, game? Yeah. Oh, that Infinity Blade. That's or, it. Yeah, it was something like that. It, so, that game was fucking fantastic. I mean, it came out ages ago, but for what it did in the early era of mobile, that was fantastic. It was like a punch out game. You had to like uh, you had to read yes. the the opponent's uh, attacks and and it was kind of like a puzzle like a puzzle fighting game. Exactly. Exactly. You, in the sense of right punch out. Yeah. 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 So you needed to read your enemy's moves. Anyways, totally getting off topic here. Guacamelee, there's one thing I've heard, although it was uh, either exclusive or first party or whatever it was before, there's actually a solid chance that we might see it on other consoles. They've said, oh yeah, it's going to be exclusive on Sony for now. Oh, of course. I'm sure yeah. it'll come out on PC at the very, very least. Yeah, no, I could see that. And Switch. Like, the, the first one was on the Wii U. Yeah, I got you. I always thought it was a first party title, but I guess not. No, 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 that, no, no. I mean... And we just got we got severed on Switch, so Guacamelee Two will be on Switch. You heard it here first. But these guys have been making Sony games exclusively before they made Guacamelee. I believe they were making the Attack of the Blob games or whatever. You know which ones I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like you're you're playing a little green blob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they made those games as well. Everything they've touched up until Guacamelee was exclusively for Sony consoles. So now that they're potentially branching out, this is no, they have. Move. They're not potentially. They they are. Yeah, like well, th this is a franchise that's already been proven on the other platformers. I just don't... Like, how often does it happen that you would go back on multi-platform? Like, if anything, it just gets, like, more platforms come money. out. Money. Well, like, when, yeah. when did, Guac did Guacamelee come out on any other consoles? Because as far as I knew, it was only on PS3 and Vita. No, I, I just told you. It was on, as well. It was on was Wii U. I, that's how I played it. Oh, fair enough. Okay, yeah. so it is... Like, I guess it is coming It's on then. Wii U. We, Severed's on Switch. Their next game so, will be... So it's going to be a unless, exclusive then, much oh, like Guacamelee. Oh, it would sure. have to be. For sure. Okay. Yeah, I kind of wish that game, like, they spruced <laughs> it up a bit. Like, I feel like it's just, like, a, like, just an expansion on the first one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they haven't showed off much. It was, like, a two-minute trailer, so I'm going to leave my full expectations at the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's exactly like the first one with new story and new new levels, I'm, I might pass. But if there's, like, a new hook or a new gimmick, something to, like... Something new, you know what I mean? I'm sure there will be. This is a developer that is not only not only has proven themselves, but I have a little more faith in because, and mind you, it's stupid, but they're Canadian. And also from Toronto. Who makes it? Kanibara? No, no, I can't remember the name of the company now, but they are from Toronto. In, in Attack of the Blobs or whatever that game was called, mm -hmm. the CN Tower's in the background. Oh, nice. Like one of the oh. levels, yeah, yeah, in one of the games. So, like, they are Canadian-based, and they've been making great games. So I have a little more... Um, not necessarily faith, but I, I'm a little more invested in the yeah. title just because of that. Yeah. No, I, I loved Guacamole. Yeah. But, but yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. On top of that, Splunky 2. I don't want to touch on that for too long. I mean, it, that, that kind of looks like a lot of the same. Just, you know, platformer, I think maybe procedurally generated. Essentially, you're running around 
grabbing valuable items, making it to the end, yeah. not getting killed. I heard great Easy. things from the first one. People it's, love that game. Yeah. It's, it's very addictive in how simple it is. And that's, mm -hmm. I think, what, one of its strong suits, but that's also why I think there's not gonna be a lot added to the second one. It's probably just gonna be more of an expansion like you were saying with Guacamelee 2. Well, okay. this is an, right? it's an indie dev, no? It is, So it's an indie dev now that's flush with cash off the success of the first one. I'm sure yeah. we'll see some improvements over the other. Uh, oh, for the sure. Old. There's gonna be more polish, I think. I think the gameplay is going to be a little more thought out, a little more fleshed out, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's gonna be too different from the first one. Mm. Right? At the end of the day, why fix what isn't broken? Yeah. Right? And that's not an exclusive as well. Uh, that I don't know, but it's, probably, yeah, it's going to be a, probably on PC first and then go on time, PS4 yeah. and blah, 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 whatever it is. But yeah, so uh, one I really did want to touch on was uh, The Gardens Between, I believe it's called. Okay. So puzzle game, much like... Um, Oh, I can't remember what it's called now, Raid? but it was a mobile. No, there's that, but there's another one. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's a mobile um, mobile platformer where you have to kind of like flip the world. Like Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. In a sense, yeah. So it's very much along that line. But it is like, no, not like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll remember the name at some point. But either way, um, it, it does kind of remind me of Braid in a sense because the main mechanic behind it is time-based. You yeah. can forward or reverse time and use that to your advantage to solve certain puzzles, mm -hmm. do certain things within the level to get whatever you have in your little lantern to the top of the mountain to complete the level. Seems simple, but also potentially very well thought out, especially now that Sony's putting a lot of, uh, a lot of stock into yeah. the title by showing it at Paris Games Week. So I think this could be a title to look out for. If you're into puzzle games... Definitely keep tabs on it. And it looks beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. Cell shaded. Really well done. Stylized perfectly in my eyes. Now, is that game 4K and 60 frames per second? <laughs> yeah, that's all I care about. <laughs> you know, super uh, cute little little cute dioramas. And yep. they're jumping on little like terracotta pots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah super. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. I like, love cute incredibly. things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We know. <laughs> 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 For our listeners, Robbie's dancing around with a Snorlax Ditto doll. More convulsing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a type of dance. It's a type of dance. The, uh, the last one, and the biggest one by far, Sucker Punch is back. And they're back with something that with I with a pre-rendered trailer. It doesn't Got matter. It, it doesn't <sighs> matter. It's the it's the premise behind the game. So yeah. it's called the Educate uh, us. Yeah, so the ghosts of Tsushima. Tsushima is an island off the coast of Japan. Part of Japan, of course, but an island off the coast of Japan. And it is a um, the setting for a real-life battle, or two real-life battles that happened between the Japanese and the Mongols. The Mongols, while they were taking over a bunch of Asia, came over Mongolians, whatever. Mongolians. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh. I was wondering why you were looking at me like that. Goddamn Mongolians. <laughs> Great South Park episode. Fantastic. Sorry. Anyways, in their, um, in their efforts to essentially unify and take over all of Asia and probably the world afterwards, they went to Japan. And they attacked on the front of Tsushima Island. And they were stopped twice by the samurai. Once was, it was just a bad loss on their part. The second was the, uh, the foresight of the samurai who decided to build uh, a, I think, oh God, it, it, was a two, it was something, it was a wall of sorts. And it kept the Mongols out of that area and held them back. On top of that, they had a little bit of weather on their side, which ended up helping them in the battles. But this game is going to retell one of these two battles. I can only assume the second one. Yeah, because the way the trailer says that they'd already been there previously. Exactly. Exactly. So you can only assume that now it's, it's being placed. The, the protagonist is a samurai in this world. He has uh, suffered a huge loss in one of these battles is there in a town that essentially is burning down according to what the trailer showed. And as everything burns behind him, you kind of see his, uh, his samurai uniform kind of burn away as well. And a puff of smoke goes by and all of a sudden he's there with a mask on wearing all black with a shorter uh, katana. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what they're called, but a shorter katana. And it's making me think that he is going to be a ninja more than anything else in this game. They say it's going to be an open world game, so a lot of people are expecting the whole Tsushima Island to be the playground mm -hmm. for this. And on top of that, they're also pushing the fact of no waypoints, which I think is a huge deal. What do you it mean? It means that Zelda Breath of the Wild is finally 
showed people that you don't need to make open world games like the Far Cries, like the Horizon Zero Dawns of the world. Just mm -hmm. get in the world, explore, do what you have to do. There's obviously main story missions, but when you find them, you find them. When you, do, when you don't, go do whatever else you have to do. I think Zelda's too new of a game for people to copy yet. Because these games take years to make, especially a game like which is graphically as intensive as Ghost. Of course, but we don't I know don't when it's coming think... out though. We don't have a release date, so it could be even 2019 when this game comes out. In fairness, we don't know a lot about the gameplay. Like what I'm, if you're saying it's a ninja game, I'm envisioning something similar to like an Assassin's Creed, perhaps with less mm -hmm. of a collectathon and a little bit more story driven. But we really don't know much about this game other than the sort of the core concept and storyline. It's true, but you also have to look at their their past releases. They, Sucker Punch is no stranger to open worlds with yeah. Infamous One and Two. And, of course, uh, First Son, the one that came out on PS4. Yep. Those worlds were gigantic. I mean, the last one was pretty much the whole city of Seattle. Mm -hmm. right? Size so, isn't everything. It isn't, but what I'm saying is that they, they know how to do this well. I've played all three of the Infamous titles, as well as the DLC title for First Son. Yeah. Everything they've touched has been amazing in my eyes. So they already know what they're doing in that front. Now, if they're going to be taking away the waypoints... I think it is something that's more geared towards kind of the breath of the wild mm -hmm. more than anything else. And I think it's a very good, uh, very good choice on their end. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I guess for me, the waypoints are, okay, they're either there or they're not. It's like, what is the core game mechanic? Are you scaling buildings and dropping down on people with your sword? Are you doing little missions all that's, over the place? Like, that's, that's the one thing we don't truly know right now. And that's now. what I'm saying. It just sounds like it will be very similar to Assassin's Creed in yeah. that vein. Um, yeah, from what you described, you just made like you, you described like a really good movie trailer. Like th this is a video game. Like, what's the hook? Well, again, it's it's a stealth oriented open world game. That's all we really know from the gameplay side of things. But yeah. again, knowing the developer very well and having played almost every single one of their games, including the Sly Cooper games, yeah, they know what they're doing. There's no doubt that they're good developers. But it's just like as a game developer, like you instead of like showing graphics and and, and story, like. It should be the opposite. You should be like Showing you should be play. selling your gameplay, your hook, like for yeah. Odyssey. It's like, yeah, like what's you have game, a capture ability. What's yeah. this game gonna do that's different than like what I what I'm asking is what is this game doing different from Assassin's Creed? So far, all we talked about is the story. So Assassin's Creed hasn't done something set in Japan yet. And that there wouldn't be waypoints, which Assassin's Creed is notorious for. But or at least in terms of like all the, the stuff crammed onto a mini-map. But we don't even know whether or not they're gonna be doing that definitively. Yeah. So that's what, what I'm waiting to see is like what what is this game that's bringing that's well, new to the table? Because we don't know completely. What do you guys think it's going to be, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sure we all have our own opinions on what it can be. Why not hit a uh, prediction at this point, right? Well, I haven't really played any of the Sucker Punch games, so I have a, all I can say is it's probably going to play like Infamous, so expect it's that. Not a bad thing. means there's probably going to be some form of platforming involved, some form of scaling buildings, much like, I guess, Assassin's Creed. But, I mean, they've done that before Assassin's Creed was even a thing. Yeah. It just brings me back to, like, Infamous The Last, the last of Us. Did it actually even the first one? Yeah, as far as I know. We're going to have to fact check that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. As far as I know, Infamous was before Assassin's Creed. Just kills me with Sony. Like, I brought it up last time with The Last of Us and how they, they yeah. showed a beautiful trailer and they got the voice actors to come out and talk about, like, their character development and stuff. And it's the same thing with, with this. I'm sure the game is going to be great. It's just the way you pitch it. Yeah. It's like your, your initial pitch to everybody is graphics and story, where... I just think it's unethical for video games, video game developers to do that. And I you're, think it's a right. big problem. I, I, you're absolutely right on that. I mean, we've seen terrible, terrible examples of that with like Watch Dogs, let's say. Yeah. Where it didn't necessarily do what they wanted it to do. And even funny as it is, that game did show gameplay first before they showed a cinematic trailer. They showed it at E3 and played it live on stage and it did not look the same. So you never really know what you're getting. But again, knowing the developers specifically, I have high hopes for this. I think it's going to be a little bit more along the lines of, um, again, I'm, I'm going to say kind of Breath of the Wild in the sense, maybe not as um, barren, if you know what I mean. Not mm -hmm. to say that that was a bad thing, but the open world was just kind of an open world. I think this is going to be a little more populated with people, cities, villages. There's going to be a lot of side quests to do, but it is going to be, in a sense, Combat-oriented, exploration-oriented, stealth-oriented, and that's everything that Infamous was to begin with. So I think they're taking that model and moving it towards 
feudal Japan. Well, let's hope they evolve that model and, and make something new and fresh and good instead yep. of retreading old ground. For sure. For Assassin's sure. Creed Japan, coming to you from Sucker Punch. <laughs> Apparently, the new Assassin's Creed's really good. Yes, I've they heard took, great things about it. They took it. A, yeah. a few years off Ubisoft, and yeah. I think they uh, made something good. I don't know, but... <laughs> I, you know what? If I, I ever heard... get a chance, I, I've never been a fan of the series. I mean, I've never played anything from them. I played the first one, and it is horrible. Well, yeah. how recently did you play it? I played it, like, around the time it came out. Okay. Like, after 2, because 2, they improved everything, and yeah. it became a good game. Yes. But apparently the first one... Yeah, the first one definitely could use some polish. Like I'm, see, that's the thing is what I'm saying. It's an Assassin's Creed game. I'm not using that necessarily as a pejorative. Like yeah. the, the last few prior to Origins were kind of lackluster. But uh, you know, when you think of something like Black Flag or Assassin's Creed Two, like these are solid, solid games. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, I haven't had a chance to try Origins yet, but I hear that uh, like the new RPG elements are actually very interesting. Um, I, from what I also hear, the biggest downside is the microtransactions, but that just seems to be the way of the world with the major uh, multi-plat yeah. developers. Um, it just—I mean—that is what it is. At the end of the day, if it's that not pisses going away. you off, exactly. If that pisses you off, just don't buy anything microtransaction-oriented. That's yeah. the way I yeah. see it. Yeah, I think you can't avoid microtransactions. Just how the developer utilizes them, and and if it's a pay to to win or a pay to speed up, I think those two are, they're very two different things. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's two different examples. Now we're expecting pay to win to happen with Battlefront Two. We've already seen pay to speed up in um, Shadow of War, mm -hmm. the uh, new Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, and Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, or most mobile games. <laughs> We're yeah. talking, yeah, but we're talking a game that you've paid essentially full price for. Yeah. So with something like that, yeah, a lot of people were pissed off with Shadow of War. I've heard specifically that it doesn't deter from the game. You don't need to buy anything. If you want to speed yourself up, that's your own prerogative. But you don't need it to beat the game. You don't need it to have fun with the game. You don't need it to do anything. Really. And that's good. Yeah. Big plus. Yeah, that's okay. But Battlefront 2 is going to be the battlefront of <laughs> yeah. you know what, like how much major developers can get away with in terms of microtransactions. Yeah. And EA is going to be the worst company in America again. So you guys have fun with that. Where do loot crates or loot boxes fall into this? Is that paid to... Yeah, it's, it's it's essentially pay to win. What pay you're doing win? is okay. you're just you're paying for a loot box of stuff that could potentially be items that will get you farther in the game compared to what you can find in that area of the game that you're oh, in. Oh, what a way to take so, advantage of people. Yeah, so oh, it's, it's, it's pay to win and then adding that extra like gambler exactly oh, our addiction type to it. Bullshit. Some people like poor people. Some people just can't handle that stuff and yeah. they, they don't know a stop button and oh, I hate it. It's an addiction. It's terrible. Yeah, you're right. You will never get me, but I just feel bad for other weak people. Yeah. We'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, maybe how much goes... did you spend on Pokemon Go again? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I don't mind pain. I don't. I don't mind using transactions when a game. I think like a game like Animal Crossing. It's free. I'm really enjoying it. I would pay like thirty dollars to buy that game. Yeah, but Do you know how much what I mean? have you spent on it? On Animal Crossing? No, on Pokemon Go. Well, Pokemon Go, I think like thirty dollars of microtransactions. Yeah. Okay. And then I bought I bought the the Poke Tracker, which was forty dollars. Yeah. It was a physical item. Like I, I have no regrets. I enjoyed my time with Pokemon Go. I, I got I, I gave it the Game of Year uh, Game of Year Award last year. Yeah. I think it's a cool game. Cool. And I think some games deserve money. Fair and enough. They're free. Now, last thing that uh, I think we wanted to touch on for the Paris Games Week. I know you had some thoughts on it. Shadow beyond, Colossus? Beyond Human. <laughs> Detroit Beyond but Beyond Human. Oh, yeah. yeah. Woof. Yeah. No, I disagree. But that okay, it's so really we, interesting. Why, why do you say woof? They killed a child in the trailer. So? That's a, that's a lot. Like, that's, that's, that's tacky. It's too much. It showed the consequence of one of the scenarios that you are put in in this game. I'm sorry, but that is something that, although is terrible and tragic... It's something that you are trying to avoid while playing this game. It's I know, but ending. I don't know. I think it's the shock value that they did. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it just could have been. It could have been done in a cleaner presentation, and just like a good director will find, like instead of showing directly chill, killing a child, they'll do it in a way where it's like you could use your imagination, or they'll do it behind a door, or you could see. Well, they did it off to... screen. It was just there was like they went upstairs and there was a dead kid. It's not yeah. like you actually saw the. 
beating or strangling yeah. or whatever. The I think, hell that I think my biggest did. problem was just the. It, I, I felt it was. I think it needed a trigger warning for you. I think, <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what your problem is. No, I think it was, I think it was just distasteful. That that that's just my opinion. I'm sure the game like the game does look good. I don't think it was really distasteful. It just it shows a potentially real situation that could happen in this world, and then gives you reason to try to avoid that. Distasteful. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just show it's showcasing like the morally gray situations they're going to be yeah. stuck in. Because guaranteed, you know, like I, what I'm guessing is because there's the overall theme of like the androids and perhaps having some kind of revolution. Of course. Like yeah. so, let's say you're the android in this situation. You could save this little girl and kill this guy, but then is this going to help the revolution? Or is it going to make the government crack down that much more on androids? Yeah. And I have a feeling that even though there's going to be sort of like micro situations, like you want to save this child's life, and the yeah. macro situation, how does this play into the revolution? Um, it it seems to be like a really interesting concept. Uh, at least. I I find a little bit more than Heavy Rain, which is its nearest comparison. Which, yeah. Which was also a bunch of intertwining stories, but all together coming into one mystery. Yeah, Quantic Dream, has, it, they're notorious for that style of game, but I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, at the end of the day, all they're really doing is creating a... Um, a modern point-and-click adventure. Yeah. It's something that's, uh, in my opinion, way better than most of what we're seeing in that genre, especially from, like, let's say, Telltale. Oh, we should talk about that. Telltale? Yeah. Sure. What do you want to talk about? Well, after. They, they downsize okay. and find oh, half them. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyways, getting back to, yeah, my point with this. This is a point-and-click adventure, right? Yeah. It's done almost in the sense of what Telltale has done in the past with the Sam and Max series, Back to the Future, anything else they've really touched, it really doesn't matter. They're all that you play this one character, you can move them around, explore different areas, try to find different things that will help you progress in the story, but they've done it in a choose-your-own-story kind of way, which I, I do like a lot better than, you know, the kind of linear, okay, I need to find this item, now I got the key, now I can get out of this room type yeah. situation, right? And that's why I'm actually really excited for this game, because not only does it do that, but now it has the branching stories, different uh, playable characters, a lot of main characters in general, how they're all going to intertwine, interact with each other to make a fully true fleshed out big experience well, potentially we'll see if it actually you're right we don't know until the game comes yeah. out well how about heavy rain was that did that have like a like you know telltale when you play a game like that they kind of like bottleneck you down yeah so your decisions really don't make a difference but have you played heavy rain i haven't but i've heard a lot about heavy rain i heard it was good it just it didn't quite hit what a lot of people were expecting from it okay but right. i think quantic dream is using that to their advantage so that they now have the necessary tools that they need to say, okay, you know what? This is what people were pissed off with before. Mm -hmm. This is what we need to try to avoid. Oh, I think yeah. this is going to be the next evolution of this type yeah. of game. But they're not like Sucker Punch where they have that great pedigree behind them. They do, but they don't. Their first game, which I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, was that game. That's what set the bar. So okay. they've been known to be very, very good. Mm -hmm. It's just an issue of getting themselves back to that area, and I think they can do it again. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, Telltale. So, uh, do you want to do you want to tackle this one? Well, I don't know much, but I, I heard they they downsized half of their team. Yep, and they're gonna start making bigger experiences or better quality experiences. Yeah, and that, I mean that really starts with just making a new engine for your games because Jesus Christ, like they've been using the same engine since they started this company. I don't with, know. Uh, I, I saw Tales of Monkey Island. I saw the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game, and that game looks a lot better than <laughs> the last game I played from mm. them was uh, the Walking Dead season two. Yeah. And the Batmans and the, the Guardians of the Galaxies, it looks like a new engine. It's on new engine. No? No, no, it's reskinned. So they are made to be higher res mm -hmm. because they now have the next generation and PC and whatever. I see. But at its bones, at its core, it's the same engine. Yeah. Well, and this I, is something they really need to I focus think the on. message, what they're saying, whether it's like to have bigger experiences or smaller yeah. experiences, that message is inevitably bullshit. It's yeah. a company is not do like no company downsizes because they're doing well. Yeah, that's and true. That's true. Yeah, it's very likely that they're pricing a dip in sales. Like I, I haven't played a Telltale game since Walking Dead Two, and mm. has uh, perhaps the ones coming subsequent to that have not been yeah. terribly successful in comparison. The point and click genre, maybe especially the Telltale formula, which has been very much the same in a lot of their games. Yeah. Um, perhaps is getting a little bit played out at this point, and now they have to sort of downsize. I'm curious. I'm curious to see what they will do from this. Yeah. Because they said they want a kind of a, a smaller team, a tighter team. So maybe they just put some marketing bullshit spin on it. But um, Double Fine said the yeah. same thing. <laughs> yeah. 
What's yeah. Double Fine making? Anything? Right now, Psychonauts 2. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. But it's like Kickstarter. It's, yeah. It's, it's they like, yeah, it was well, Kickstarter. Well, the last couple games have been Kickstarter. Like, uh, what you call it? What, what was their oh, what was their um, point and click called? I God, what was it called? I know exactly what game you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. Yeah, me neither. But uh, yeah, that was um, that was Kickstarted. Yeah, and I okay. played part one, and part one was awesome. What and I never it? played part two. It was the the point and click adventure. Them getting back to like their point and click adventure roots. Oh yeah, the one the skeleton. No, no, no that's Grim no, no. Fandango. That's a, no, ah. no. This is the one with the uh, the boy who lives in space and the girl who lives on in fantasy. Some yeah, yeah. Okay. And how they they kind of interact with each other. It was a very very good game for one. Yeah. Two, I heard they they kind of shat the bed yeah, on. Yeah, two is not so great. It. No, two, okay. two felt kind of stapled on. Ah, uh, fair enough. Why can't I remember the name of this? Is going to be it's a brain fart. Trust okay. me, I know where you're coming from. Now, there's one game from Paris uh, Game Week that we uh, forgot to mention. Sure. Shadow of Colossus. Oh, that's right. They showed off a trailer for yeah, it. Yeah, and they got a release date, yep. which is, uh, I think, December or... I think it's coming out this year. Should be coming soon, and I am so excited. It's funny. I was actually talking with Andy about that, and uh, we were uh, just talking about Shadow of the Colossus in general, and he was convinced that this game was going to be just a remaster. I'm like, no. I'm like, watch the trailers. This game, although at its core might be the same game, I'm like, this is newly created. All the assets are new. It's all next gen. These aren't up res textures. This has been like, they took the skeletal frame and put a new skin on it. This is a full We had this conversation remake. before. We were wondering if they just built upon the existing game or they built it from scratch. We kind of don't know. I but don't you, think they built it from scratch. I think a lot of Team Ico was working on The Last Guardian for this to come out <coughs> so soon after. I yeah. think it is the same skeleton. Because Bluepoint also did the remastered version for PS3 and yes. uh, the, the last Shadow Colossus game yeah. that came out with Ico. Cool. Yeah. I want to play it. Can I borrow your PS4? No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, of all the games that we've discussed so far, that's the only one that really, truly interests me and makes me wonder whether or not I should be getting a PlayStation. Have you played it? No, I never played Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, I've never on, owned a Sony system. It's in my top five. Yeah. I love that game. You should, if you get a chance, jump on just the standard PlayStation 4, get the mini. It's like, what, $299? Uh, Polly, RC just got a 4K television. So you want to pro. get the yeah. pro if you want to, by well, all means. Yeah, I, I'm, well, I'm not going to get a pro. I obviously have to get the system that is made for 4K at 60 <laughs> frames per <laughs> second. If you buy a Microsoft system, I'm disowning you. I already have hey, a Microsoft, no, Microsoft system. I'm kidding. It was a joke. I like Microsoft. Yeah. They've just been kind of yeah, lately. Yeah, their exclusives have not been the best. But anyways, oh, Cuphead. The they just got Cuphead. Yeah, okay, fine. So one indie platforming game. You can play Rocket League with them. Oh, Rocket League's coming out soon. You guys gonna I get think it? It's out already. No, November fourteenth. Oh, okay. Have you guys played it? Uh, no. I'm gonna play it. I had the pre-order, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be very shitty compared to like the player base at large, and then I just kind of backed out of the pre-order. But we could start new now. Mm, I don't know. I kind of want to get Skyrim next week. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't played Skyrim since vanilla. I'm very much looking forward to giving that a whirl. But you just got Doom. Yeah. I'll I'll probably beat it by next weekend. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I can see that. How about uh, LA? Shows are normally pretty short. Yeah, LA Noir. You guys didn't pick that one up? No, no, I played it on PC. Did you like it? Because I really liked it. It's all I... right, but it is definitely like a. I will play this game once. Like there is ah. there is little to no replayability. Okay. Yeah. Because once you've solved the mysteries, you know the answer. It's yeah. kind of like uh, you already know the recipe for winning. Yeah. yeah, I got you. That makes sense. It's like the full cast of Mad Men on that show. Yeah. I love Mad Men. And when that game came out while I was watching it, yeah. I was like, oh my god, I know all these people. Yeah, but expect a very long patch when you put that game in. Oh, remember the Doom patch? Yeah, so that's one thing we uh, oh. we neglected to mention in our sort of Doom mini review. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's close we, out with this. We both... Popped in the, the oh, we both bought the cartridge version. Yep. Um, like uh, like bought that in retail, and when you put in the cartridge, there is a mandatory update. Okay. For Rusty, it, it downloaded in about forty five minutes. For me, I don't know how long, but when I put it in, it said three out three point five hours remaining. Even even and, at the low end, I feel like that's unacceptable. And I like I, I only had like forty five minutes to play a game, and I'm just like, all right, I'm just gonna leave this, and I'm gonna do something else. Yeah, exactly. That's my whole point. It's like it's just to have an update take that long that is unacceptable i think it was like seven gigabytes worth of stuff to be yeah. put on yeah but that was probably the multiplayer then why are they forcing people to download that as a mandatory patch it doesn't make sense yeah which is odd because i read from all the press releases that yeah. it was you have the full game on the cart and yeah. then if you want you can download the multiplayer um on the side but i guess they decided to 
do yeah, it all at once. once. I couldn't they, get through they, the open menu screen without downloading it. Like, there was no way around it. Maybe they didn't want to release it as DLC because it could have been something with Nintendo in general. And then they realized it was either they did that or they had a mandatory yeah. update instead. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the difficulty is it, it could be a di uh, like an issue just like Nintendo. You can't have sort of two different updates. Like, let's say they wanted to have a day one patch that was mandatory, but yeah. then there's also this optional download. By having that day one patch, you just kind of had to make them both link together. Um, yeah, or it could just be like, I, I know I've heard these rumors circling around quite often, is uh, um, sort of chintzing out on the memory cards that because uh, they can't yeah. fit everything on there, they'll just make part of it a download. Yeah. Well, NBA 2K is infamous for that. Um, and LA Noir will be as well. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be everything coming from third parties. Yeah. So I now have that a, this has become a standard, it's going to be something that's implemented by everybody. Yeah. I have a feeling LA Noir is not going to be a good... No? A good port. I don't know. I mean, the system's powerful enough. It was a PS3 game. So. Yeah. I know. I just... I don't know. I have a feeling. Yeah. It's not, it's not, like, there's, there's not like there's terribly big environments. Like, it's... It's all, everything's all very, like, nested closely together. I guess the, the, the thing that'll be the most challenging is probably the driving. Yeah. Because that's when it's... Um, Chugging. It's yeah. like a full L.A. city. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, we're done. You, cool. can, uh, you can find us here on YouTube. Of course. You can also listen to us at... Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodBay. Uh, what we're, else? We're on Instagram, of course. Of course we are. If you guys want to see us in the uh, the everyday life of Game & Watch It, then uh, you can check us out there. Uh, we have a Facebook page if you guys ever want to reach out to us, ask us any questions, do anything of the sort. Hit us up on there. Yeah, also leave questions down below because we like uh, comments on YouTube as well. Yeah, smash that like button. <laughs> smash, 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 smash. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, please, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Obligatory. Yeah. Obligatory? Oblig... 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 Scene.